Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Brilliant. Well, here we are. I can't believe it's 2 p.m. Like, it doesn't seem two minutes since it was half past ten this morning, does it? And I've discovered that I'm going to have to buy some very focals. I truly am getting old. It's either that or I perch them, and that's not good luck, is it? Like, no, definitely not. Very focals, I think, are on the agenda, which is brilliant. Brilliant, eh? Well, it's been an incredible day, and I am so grateful and privileged that you asked me here today to to bring two words that I really feel that God has placed on my heart for you ladies today. Now, you know, I've been to enough ladies conferences. I love a conference too. I absolutely love going to a conference. I think there's something really special and powerful, especially when it's women meeting together, just um, prioritizing being in you know, in God's presence and just pressing in and, and we come with our hearts open and ready, don't we? And, um, but I know, I've been to many conferences and I know that like this session is like, we've listened well. We're trying to process all that God spoke this morning. We've had two incredible messages that God spoke into our hearts and our minds and we're trying to process that and we've eaten food and I know that it is kind of like Saturday afternoon nap territory. Am I right? And so we're going to just take a moment, right? We're going to stand to our feet. We're going to stand to our feet and we're going to pray. But listen, I don't want you to close your eyes as we pray because I know that that is a bad thing to do on a Saturday afternoon when it's nap territory. We're not going to close our eyes, but we're going to pray and we're going to ask God, God, In these next moments, I pray that this message would penetrate people's hearts. I pray, God, that the thing that you've placed on my heart would go to these women's hearts. I pray that it would be a challenge. I pray that we would walk out of this place like we didn't, like totally different to the way we came in. God, we pray right now that we would do some business with God right now. And God, we know. We know that anything is possible in you. And God, as I preach this message, I pray that it would be received well. But I pray that you would stop us from being lazy and tired. I pray that you would keep our hearts open and our ears open to all that you have for us. So in Jesus' name, amen. You can take your seats. Come on. So we find ourselves at the final session of your ladies' conference. We know who we are and we know how to get ourselves ready to be the warriors that God is calling us to be. That we've got the greatest coach in our corner. That we don't need to live with excuses. That it's time to stop hiding. It's time to rise up and to become the women of God. Ladies, it's time to go to the enemy's camp. Come on, it's time to go to the enemy's camp. I want to stay in 1 Samuel, but I want to flick over a few chapters to 1 Samuel 14. Now, let me give you a little bit of perspective and an idea of where we find ourselves in the narrative. In 1 Samuel 13, we're introduced to this man called Jonathan. Jonathan is Saul's son. 
And he is a remarkable military leader who, rep- who repeatedly showed his ability to lead a successful attack. 1 Samuel 13 verse 3 tells us that Jonathan attacks the Philistine outpost, which sends a message that we won't meekly surrender to the Philistines any longer. Now, the Philistines thought the Israelites uh, were a really nice, weak people, but as soon as they showed boldness and courage against the Lord's enemies, it all kicked off. You know, the enemy then and the enemy now is no different. The enemy is happy for us to do, 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 like I said this morning. He's happy for that. He doesn't mind us being busy. You see, He likes us to be busy doing good because it takes us away from the thing that's most important. The minute we start being bold and courageous for God, he does not like it. You see, the people around Jonathan, they weren't brave enough to stand against the Philistines because their number was so great and they hid. I love that you spoke about Gideon today and the fact that he was hiding. We find him hiding. How often do we hide from God we so often hide from God but we also hide from our enemies you see when we face a challenge whether it's from God or whether it's from our enemies the natural reaction is for us to shrink back and to hide when the going gets tough we hide away and we wait for the heat to cool down ladies what are you hiding behind today what is the thing that you are hiding behind or the person that you are hiding behind today. What I love is that Jonathan had a different spirit. He had a spirit of boldness, of bravery, but most importantly, he knew who his God was. And he knew what his God was capable of. So Israel find themselves scattered. They, they decrease in number, just like in the story of Gideon, there's, there's very few men and they're all hiding out. They've gone into caves, they've gone behind rocks. They literally have spread out. So they're scattered, low in numbers. And from verse 16 in 1 Samuel 13, we discover that none of them have any weapons. I'm feeling a little bit of a theme going on here. I didn't know that you were speaking about Gideon. I didn't know that that was the course that God was taking. But I want to encourage you, God does not need weapons to fight a battle. He does not need a weapon to fight a battle because he is strong and through us, we can win any battle as long as we've got God on our side. It says in verse 22, so on the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul and Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. Only Saul and his son Jonathan had them. What's interesting is that Jonathan and Saul are the only people in the army that actually have a weapon. And what's so interesting is that they've both got the very same thing in their hand, but their decision, their reaction to it is very, very different. Let's read 1 Samuel 14. It's quite a chunk. Is that all right? Let's do this. It says this. Now a detachment of Philistines had gone out to the pass of Michmash. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts under a pomegranate tree in Migron. 
With him were about 600 men. And then just a little bit further down, it said, no one was aware that Jonathan had left. His father is, is one of the only people that's got a weapon. They're facing the enemy. People are scattered. And he chooses to sit under a pomegranate tree and just wait. So Jonathan, the warrior that he is, decides to take matters into his own hand. He leaves his father, his safety. He leaves the comfort of the men around him. And just him and his armor bearer set out for the outpost. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. One cliff stood to the north towards Michmash and the other in the south towards Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost to those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then, we will cross over towards them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that way we will know that it is a sign that the Lord God is with us. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes where they were hiding. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hands of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Such an incredible, incredible scripture. But I just love the spirit of Jonathan, the way he, his boldness, the way that he, he's not afraid to step out from, from the things, the comfort, but he is willing to be the warrior that God is calling him to be. You see, he finds himself in a moment of decision. Do we stay or do we go? You see, in that moment, they could have waited for the enemy to come to them or they could go to the enemy's camp. Ladies, I don't know about you, but I am sick of waiting for the enemy to pick me off. It's time to go to the enemy's camp. It's time to go. It's time to rise up. It's time to, to stop hiding. It's time to go to the enemy's camp. But I have to let you know that this message comes with a safety warning. Because once we take the catch off, who knows what's going to happen? You see, the, the moment we go into the enemy's camp, he isn't just going to sit back and let us take ground and take back the things that he has stolen from us in the first place. Are you prepared to fight for what is rightfully yours? Verse 4, on each side of the pass was a cliff, one called Bozes, one called Senna. Bozes means a slippery slope. Senna means a thorny cliff. You see, whichever way they went, they were going to encounter difficulties. Whether they choose left or right, they were going to be stuck. They were going to come across difficulties. And we are just the same. 
Whichever way we choose, we're going to face difficulties. It's never going to be straight, straight sailing. It's never going to be that way. And do you know why? Because it gives us an opportunity for God to show up. Because without him, it's, you know, we can't do this on our own. We only need God when we're in a predicament, don't we? Like he shows up. And that's like when he can do a miracle. If we never faced a difficult time, we would never need a miracle. That'd be a rubbish world to live in, not having God showing up and doing a miracle. You see, the challenge we encounter are the very thing that make us the experienced warriors that we are. I love Jonathan's thinking. In verse 6, he says this. He says, perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. If we can just live with a perhaps. Ladies, who knows where God will lead us? Perhaps he will fight for us. Perhaps he will act on our behalf. I never imagined that I would be doing this. I can honestly say that. I never imagined that I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Standing before all you amazing ladies and bringing a word from God. Like, I just never imagined it. What an incredible opportunity it is to encourage you in God's word. And that someone would even ask me to do this. But you know what? It all came from a place of surrender. Allowing the battles that I face to make me who I am today. Not broken, although I should be. But a warrior prepared to go where God wants to lead me. Not afraid to lay things down. It's time to go to the enemy's camp. It's time to go, ladies. You see, they cross over just Jonathan and his armor bearer. And I love this. They say this. They say, let the enemy see us. Let the enemy see us. It's time to stop hiding. It's time to go to the enemy's camp. It's time to get back your children that are away from God. It's time to go after that partner that you've always dreamed of. It's time to claim back your self-esteem. It's time to say no more addiction. It's time to get control of that thing that holds you back. It's time to say to the enemy, no more. Left and right, all around them, it was going to be hard work. And that's why this message comes with a safety warning. Because honestly, he is not going to like it. See, the moments of surrender for us, as I talked about this morning, it led us to a place where we decided that we were no longer going to wait for the enemy to come and try and pick us off. But we were going to go to the enemy's camp. We were going to be on the front foot, not waiting around to see what he was going to do, but we were, we were ready. I remember Paul standing at the front of church and saying these words. He said, no longer are we waiting for the enemy. We're going to the enemy's camp. That's why there's a safety warning, because from that moment on, all hell broke loose in our house. All hell broke loose. I'm not even joking. It was the most craziest time but we lived just like Jonathan with a perhaps. Perhaps God will act for us. We surrendered it all. But we didn't know the tactics that the enemy was going to throw at us. We had no idea what was coming. But boy, did it rock us. My goodness me. We felt like, you know when you're spinning plates? You know that illustration of like, oh, it's, oh you're spinning a lot of plates. 
yes I am I've got you know you've got loads of things happening as a, as a woman especially you know like you're trying to do this and you think I better put a wash on and then I need to you know there's so many plates to spin isn't there like and and we felt like we were spinning plates but we were doing a good job of it we were like this old spinning plates lot we've got it down it's all good we just oh that, that one needs and so we were we felt like we were spinning plates but we were doing a really good job of it as a church as a family in our lives as a as a family of you know a family of four but as we surrendered everything to God it was like somebody came and swiped every pole from us and everything fell to the floor in that moment see the enemy was out to get us but we weren't giving up that easily so many things that should have taken us down and a lot of it was around our daughter Lily it's interesting how the enemy always goes for the very thing that you think is secure always he always goes for the very thing that you there's a sure thing oh she'll be fine she's she loves Jesus there's no she's gonna you know she's got a word of God over her life she'll be fine and the enemy was like right I'll show you you want to surrender it all you've surrendered it all to God I'll show you what I can do and so these this crazy catalogue of events started to take place one evening we were sat in our living room there's a knock on the door and I went to the door and there was this there was this guy so we've got some steps up to our door and there was this guy stood on the top step and he was like literally in my face and I was like can I help you and he said can I speak to Lily and I was like yeah uh Lily I said who, who shall I say wants her so he said his name and I went into the living room Lily comes to the door and she's like she looks at him she's like I've never seen you before in my life and he was like I want to speak to you and she's like well, I don't know who you are so she walked all it away and left me to deal with it but I was like what's the matter and he's like can I come in I said well no because she, she doesn't know who you are what, what is it you want he said I just want to speak to her and she's like mom I don't know who he is I've never seen him before in my life and it was like this really odd moment where we, we started to get a little bit like, this is a bit strange. And he, he kept saying, can I, come, can I come in? And Paul came to the door in the end. And he was like, you need to leave and walked him down the path and said, get in your car and go. And we took his registration and we reflected on it. And we were like, this is a little bit weird. And it's interesting, isn't it? How the enemy is brazen enough to knock on our door. He's brazen enough to knock on our door and to throw us off. The very thing that is the most comfortable thing, our home, our family. And he's like, I'm going to cause some disruption. This guy turned out he was a stalker. And our daughter had to endure this like weird few months of this guy just, it was honestly, it unnerved all of us. I was terrified to let her out of my sight. I would take her to college. I'd be like, don't leave until I get there. And and it it changed our whole way of doing things as as a family. You see, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and it comes in all different ways. Then we had all eggs thrown on the house a few months later, and we were like, this is a bit weird. And I remember sitting and thinking, I wonder if it's the guy, the, the stalker. And then literally a couple of nights later, they were, this, it was the most strange thing, but it was the middle of the night, and he took to driving past our house. We live on a one-way street. And he took to driving past our house and leaning on his horn the whole way up the road it was terrifying like it was only like using the horn on his car but it was frightening 
You see, the enemy comes to throw us off. He can't actually physically hurt us, but he wants to unnerve us. He wants to make us feel uncomfortable in the space that we should feel the most comfortable. I remember praying, me and Paul, we were like, we need to pray against this. We, we prayed and we surrendered this whole situation to God. And we prayed like we've never prayed before because our security, our daughter, our family was under attack. And I remember just praying and just asking God to protect us. And this guy got arrested and it was a whole, it was a whole farce. But praise God, we've never heard another thing from this whole incident and nobody was actually physically hurt. But what's interesting is through this time that we were finding it difficult and we were surrendering to God, the church began to flourish. The church began to grow and we began to see incredible things taking place in Lifehouse Church. You see, God blesses in a time of surrender. He blesses in a time of surrender. And then, and then Paul's mum passed away just a few months ago. And um, it was just a really difficult time. And I really think that the enemy was excited because he thought we would back off for a while. We'd shrink back and allow him to run riot while we were distracted. She died on a Saturday. And on Sunday, we were in church. People said, we didn't expect to see you here. And we were like, where did you expect to see us? See, we didn't go for a medal or for a pat on the back. We went because in times of trouble, in times of difficulty, we don't back off. We run to the house of the Lord. Let me encourage you. If difficult times, in difficult times, don't distance yourself from the church. It's so easy to think, oh, I feel sorry for myself. I'm going to stay at home. That is the very time that you need to run to the house of the Lord. Because that is where we find freedom, it's where we find our people, it's where we find peace, it's where we find comfort. And so we, we, you know, we were in church. We will always choose to position ourselves in a place of praise and surrender. We don't praise God on what he's, just what he's done for us, but we praise him for who he is. And I know that in this room there are many of us that have faced disappointments where we feel like God hasn't shown up for us. But show me a place where God hasn't shown up and I'll show you 10 places where he has. I choose not to focus on the one where I feel a little bit like God's, you know, not done that for me. And I choose to focus on the incredible things that he does for me day in, day out. It's so easy for us to be distracted by the one thing. But actually, God does so much for us and we need to start and see that and take a hold of that. We need to live in a place of perhaps. The danger is that we just praise because of what he's done. And then in the, the past few months, it really has felt like the enemy was trying to pick Lily off. Poor girl's had a tough ride this year. I'm not even joking. After her granny had died, she started to do some stuff that were really out of character for her. She won't mind me sharing this, but she found herself hanging out with some people that she'd never really hung out with before, not the greatest of influence on her and she found herself in places that she didn't expect to be and just doing some things that were just really out of character you see she was running away from what she knew God was wanting for her life 
Honestly, we were at our wits end. As parents, we, we were just like, it was like we were in this moment where we could see the enemy stealing her away from under our nose. We were so desperate. We were at our wits end. And I remember um, we went to a ladies' conference um, in Manchester to Luminous, the audacious conference. And um, this lady spoke, and this is a message that it, I, I honestly think it will stick with me forever. It just came at such a pivotal moment for me. But I know many of these women that, that are here today came to that, and, and we all went away just blown away by the message that this woman spoke from Isaiah about no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I was like, that is for me. That is for me because that is exactly what I was facing. I really felt like the, you know, the enemy was, he, would, he was trying to battle us with weapons against our daughter. And I remember saying to my husband when I got home, I was like, this message, it was for, it was for us. And I was like, we have to pray into this. And so for night after night after night, we lay in bed together, we held hands and we prayed specifically that no weapon formed against us would prosper we kept repeating it over and over again over our daughter's life over our family over our church and it was incredible to see what God was doing you see it was like God was reminding me to live in the perhaps I was so caught up with what was happening around me that I'd forgotten the simple truth that no weapon formed against us shall prosper Again, we went back to God and we surrendered night after night. What's really amazing is that she went to youth camp and came back a changed girl. She said to us these words, she said, Mom, Dad, I've been running away from what I know God wants me to do and I can't run away any longer. She said, I feel like Jonah. I feel like I've been running away, I've been hiding away from what God wants. And so she's gone to Audacious to pursue the call of God on her life. So when we step into the enemy's camp, he doesn't just sit back and he's very crafty. But lady, ladies, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We can't allow the enemy to keep taunting us, to keep us small. It's time to rise up as warriors. Just like Hannah from this morning's message, Year after year, she surrendered to God, crying out in her anguish and pain. So when she handed Samuel over, it wasn't just a moment of surrender. It was something that she'd been doing for years. It was a practice that she was used to. See, we need to be relentless in our surrender. I believe that's a word for someone today. Relentless. You need to find your relentless spirit your relentless pursuit, your relentless need to surrender to God. You know, Rock Church, when Ali and Kate come back, like, let them see a radical change in you. I don't mean paint the walls a different color or knock down a wall, you know, like, she'd kill me if you did that. She's like, well, what have you done that for? Don't tell them that. But let them see a relentless spirit within the people as we learn what it is to surrender we become relentless warriors that aren't afraid to go to the enemy's camp daily we need to learn what it is to sacrifice when I take Lily that new coat at Christmas because no doubt she'll need one 
Just like Hannah took Samuel a new coat, it's a reminder of the sacrifice moment. A moment of surrender. Lord, I choose to hold on to things lightly. God, if you want it, you can have it. I didn't want her to go and I miss her like crazy but I know everything she went through this last year is because God wants to do something incredible with her life so God if you want it you can have it however hard it is for me however difficult however painful it is I choose to lay it down for you because I am a woman of surrender, a woman that is not afraid to let go of the things that I once held dearly because I know that in God's hands is the best place for everything to be. See, we live in an amazement of all God is doing in our family and the church. Our true warrior spirit comes from living in a place of surrender. There will always be sacrifice involved. It needs to be based on who we are, not what we do. And we need to live with perhaps moments. See, a warrior isn't a savage. It's a woman who knows who her God is. And you'll find her on her knees in surrender, laying it all down before God, ready to take on the enemy's camp. I just love being in the presence of God. And I don't know if you um, want to stand to your feet in this moment. What's meant to happen now? Is the band coming? Or I just, I wasn't sure what, what the plan was. I'll just pray then if that's all right. But I didn't know. Is the plan to sing now or? Okay, cool. Hope you didn't fall asleep. We managed to keep you engaged for that few minutes that I was speaking. But I just really want to encourage you that our true warrior spirit does come from a place of surrender. A place where we don't hold on to things too tightly. A place where we are willing to lay down everything for Christ. See, Christ laid down everything for us. He laid it down. He went to the cross. He died the cruelest death that is ever going to take place. And he did that for us, for each and every one of us. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. God wants to be your friend. He wants to be your father. He wants to be the one that you surrender to, but not out of you know, so that I think surrender can sound like a, a negative word sometimes. That we feel like we've given up. But actually, surrendering is probably the most powerful thing that you can do. Because you say, not my will, but yours. And so in this moment, just take just take a moment. Just to, to breathe it in. 
press into God. Allow Him to minister to you in this moment. held dear can you lay it down for God because I'll tell you this if you can he is going to bless you in the most incredible incredible ways your life will never be the same again God right across this place I just pray for each and every woman every family that is represented in here I pray your protection upon families. I pray your protection upon children, children that are away from you, God. I just pray that as we step out into enemy territory, Lord God, I pray that you would protect us, that you would be in our corner, that you would coach us, that you would guide us, that you would be the weapon that we need. God, we surrender to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.